Welcome to the Sports Epreneur Podcast, the podcast where sports and entrepreneurship collide. This is a Sports Epreneur Podcast collaboration with Moali Haydapur. We present Pro Talk with Moali SC. In the Pro Talk Podcast series, footballer and trainer Moali talks to some of the best footballers around the world. Be sure to follow Moali's amazing content on Instagram and on all social media platforms at Moali FC. And feel free to connect with us on Instagram at sportsepreneur or at sportsepreneur.com. We now welcome Moali and the Pro Talk Podcast Series, a Sports Epreneur collaboration. Sports Epreneur is a content platform, a collaborative team, and a marketing brand that is all about showcasing leaders and difference makers in and around the world of sports. While we create our own content, we also create content with you. This includes collaborative content and exclusive content for your brand. Think podcast, blog, social media, and overall content strategy. Our sports content marketing team is specifically niche for those in the sports industry. That includes sports businesses, athletes, managers, coaches, trainers, entrepreneurs, and business leaders in the sports market. The bottom line is we want to help with your sports-related brand, your content marketing, and your story. Connect with us on Instagram at sportsepreneur or find us online at sportsepreneur.com. Sportsepreneur, the content platform where sports and entrepreneurship collide. Welcome to Pro Talk, where your host Mo Ali interviews world-class football players from around the globe. On this first episode today, we have Wilfred Zybo out of the New England Revolution. Enjoy. Wilfred, what's up? Hey man, good. How are you? Good, good, great. Good bro, good to see you. Thanks for joining the live. It's a pleasure, man. Good, good. Where are you now, in Boston? Yeah, in Boston, yeah, stuck in Boston. Nice. At home. Yeah. Season's yeah. done? Huh? The season's done or just paused? For the moment, paused. We, we just don't know what's going on. We have yeah. to wait and, and see if the situation gets any better. Yeah, hard times, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's just crazy. All around the world, what's going on right now. Yeah. Is, is something something very difficult. Yeah, bro. But thanks for joining. For all the fans coming in, Wilfred's a player for the MLS in New England, in Boston. So good player. I've seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just gonna do a few questions and let some of the fans ask you some stuff too. Okay. Okay. You ready? Always ready, man. Okay, uh, let's just start easy. What teams have you played for and how did you start to play football? Uh, what team I played for? So, in, I, 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 I was raised in Guadeloupe, in the Caribbean. So, my first team was the Red Star. After I moved to France, I played for Saint Ajaccio. And after I had to move in Spain, where I played for Fuenlabrada, Valencia, Nastic, and right now I'm, I'm with the Reds. Nice. A lot of, a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, man. We travel a lot. Yeah. So how did you first start to play football? Was there someone who got you into the game or you just started yourself? Uh, how did you start? I mean, I started, I started uh, in school. In the, in the school, in the school with, with, the, with my friends, with my uh, the guy who was in my class. But after that, one of my cousins bring me to the, to the club, 
because he was playing already over there. And this is why, why I start. Nice, man. Uh, so right now, since you guys are off with the team, uh, do you have any workout plans that your team gave you or do you just do your own workouts at home? Yes, I mean, the team gives give, give us a, a workout with a training plan and, and everything. We have some bike workout, um, circuit, upper, upper lower body for just trying to, to stay in shape. Yeah, so just pre-season stuff, workout, easy stuff at home, yeah? I think yeah. I think going out right now is not the is not the best decision, even if we want to. But just trying to to stay healthy and stay in good shape. Good, good. Uh, all right. So, what advice do you have for kids who are at home? They can't go out. Uh, what would you advise them to do at home? First of all, don't break anything at home. Playing soccer. But just, I mean, work on your touch, your skills, having fun. I mean, the soccer is a, is a game and you have to have fun. And I think is is the best way to have fun. And just be better with the ball. That's yeah. it. Good advice. Uh, so you've been playing MLS a few years now, yeah? Yeah. Nice. How has it been? How is the level? Do you see improvement or how has the team been? I mean, now it's my third year and uh, MLS is a very, very good league, very competitive. Right now you have uh, some very good players, they bring a, a lot of big names, of, of course, but they have, they have very good talent. And I think right now the league is very, very, very competitive and never start to, to bring up, so in the future going to be better, 100%. Nice. Uh, what is one advice a coach told you that's the best advice for you? Um, my first coach uh, when I was when I played professional always told me like to be be you, you know, no matter what happened, no matter what game is pressure or no pressure, trying to be you, and I think this is the most important, no? Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of players, maybe they're scared to make mistakes if the, the coach says something, but it's always good to be you and be confident. Yeah, this is the point. I mean, it's not the same like when you play in the front of 100 people and 10,000, yeah. you know, we play away at home, you know, and this is make a lot of difference if you can be you no matter what, bring, bring what you can bring to the table, is the best thing. For sure. And then uh, you're always playing in the center mid, yeah? Yeah. Uh, what advice do you have for kids? Like maybe some mistakes they make or what advice do you have for a player trying to play center mid? Uh, I mean, center mid is, is, is difficult, but there is one of the main things is like trying to be available for your teammate. Um, in, the, in the central midfield, Time is money, so you have to like try to think before and work on your first touch because your first touch gonna gonna help you to take the best decision and also yeah, play forward. But if you can play forward, 
ils se mettent en Toulouse de ball forward then, then to, during the pass to the keeper très simple yeah for sure you can't lose the ball in center mid we, we try to not lose it yeah we try to not yeah nice nice um, what do you think are some challenges of becoming a professional because many kids they want to become professional but they see all the good stuff but there's always challenges you know what do you think are some challenges uh, for me like the, the challenge is, is every year you know every year is a new challenge it's not the same thing when you play in high school then after when you play with uh, in pro you know every year you have to you have to be good every year you're going to be tested with some better players and the challenge is, is that like be, be good every year be consistent and I think is that the, the, the main thing for me nice that's good uh, and then another thing to add on how do you deal with pressure or stay confident before a game is what I said before is is be you, you know. Uh, stay looking, don't pay attention to to what you can control. You know, prepare your game. Have a good good week, week of training, and after when it's game time, it's game time. You know. Yeah, that's good. And do you have any pre-game rituals? Do you like to do something before the match, or just go and prepare? I'm not a big fan of ritual, you know. When I was when I was younger, uh, I had some ritual, yeah. like pu- putting your 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 left boot first <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just focus on have a have a good week of training, knowing the game plan, and the, the, the day of the game, just have a good sleep, a good breakfast or meal, and nice. after putting a good playlist and, and ready to go. Nice, nice. And saying about breakfast and food, uh, what do you think is a good pre-game meal before the game? What do you normally eat? I mean, me, I'm vegetarian right now. So yeah, me too. A bit you also? Yeah. I've been vegan two months now. Oh, now. So yeah. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, it's keep hard, going. but we'll do it. It's the best thing. I mean, it's important, you know? Yeah. To try to be healthy, but uh, a pre-game meal for me right now is uh, a rice with tofu or vegetable or some beans, something like that. Yeah. Nice, good meal. Um, okay, few more questions. What do you think are some key tips to improve your shot power? Shot power. I mean. I'm the type of guy who believes in precision bit power. But you just practice, man. Practice every day. Practice every time. You know, start to hit the ball in the best angle possible. And you just practice, man. If you can shoot every day, 10, 20 shots, at the end of the day, you're going to be better. Yeah, so there's no secret, just a lot of practice and hard work. Yeah, it's perfect. And uh, one more question, and then we'll ask the fans. Uh, so, was becoming a professional player as good as the dream? When you're a kid, you dream of becoming professional, 
And when you become professional, was it just like the dream or was it different? questions now from the fans okay and then we'll do it all right you ready yeah, so uh, so one person said isabel coolermo said who is your favorite idol growing up when i was kid ronaldinho yeah yeah it was my first game i i, I see in, in the stadium when i was in france so yeah ronaldinho i mean the best the yeah. best ever I think for a lot of people, Ronaldinho. Of course. <laughs> All right. Second question uh, from Liam. He says, "When you were a kid, how long did you train every day?" I mean, when I was kids, I mean, soccer was a passion. So, a passion. So I was playing in school, in training at home when I have a free time. It just, it was just like. Every time I can touch the ball, I will touch it, you know, I was touching it. Nice. Always playing. Always. Nice. Okay, the third one, it's a funny one. It's from your teammate, uh, Andrew Farrell. He says, uh, why do you tackle him so hard in training? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But it's just for waking up people sometimes. It's just chosen. It's more than a game. And after that, they are ready to go to the war. Yeah, so you gotta kill them. <laughs> yeah, test them, test them a little bit. Yeah. All right, fourth one. Um, I think we answered this one before, but how do you stay in shape while you're staying home? What we said before, uh, uh, having a gym gym session, workout, uh, doing some circuit and and t taking care of, of what we eat. Yeah. It's most important also. Nice. And the last one uh, from Jack Simpson. He says, if you can choose Messi or Ronaldo on your team, who will you choose? On my team? Yeah. Uh, I'm a Ronaldo fan, so... Ronaldo. Even, even if Messi is the best, Ronaldo always. Nice. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bro. Thanks for coming in. It was a I good chat. It. Hope all goes well in Boston. Stay safe. Today on episode two, we have Fafa Picolt, an MLS player out of FC Dallas. Enjoy. Papa, what's up? What's up, bro? You good? I'm good, man. Good, good. How's Dallas? It's good, bro. It's hot. 
Yeah. I can't really do much, but it looks nice from the window, so it's cool. Nice, yeah. man. Nice. We'll just do a quick Q&A for the fans. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. Just tell us a bit about yourself, like where you started, where you're playing now. Uh, just how'd you get into it? Mm. So I started, well, I'm from New York and Miami, but I started my career. I moved to Italy at 16. I started with Cagliari. I was there for almost five years. And then I came back to the States um, briefly to NASL. And then I left again to Sparta Praga and then to Germany, to San Pauli, and I was there for two years. And during that time, I got my first national cap. And then I came back, uh, came back to the States to Philly for three years. And then I just got to Dallas now about two months ago, so. Nice, man. Bit of everywhere. A little bit of everything, I'm mixed up. Nice. What was the craziest? The craziest in terms of for life experience was Italy just because that was my first move. Um, but then I'd say the craziest fans were in San Pauli. That would probably Paul. be the German yeah, fans. Yeah, man, they're crazy. They're awesome though, man. Nice, nice. Uh, how did you get started playing football? Was there someone who introduced you to the game or did you just go yourself, kick around? How did it start? Um, my dad played and then my mother's dad, my grandpa, um, he was also a player for Haiti's national team. So through him and my dad, I mean, growing up in New York, it wasn't as common, but um, like I just, it always seemed common to me because that's all we knew in, in the house. So um, I loved it from birth and my dad always um, kept the game close to me and coached me and um, I just took it and kept going. Nice, man. Uh, how has it been moving to Dallas? I know you played a lot of teams. You're probably gonna play every MLS team. <laughs> yeah, dude, but, actually, bro. Uh, Dallas is dope. It's honestly, yeah. it's a great city. Um, I've loved it so far. The weather's good. Um, right now it's getting hot, but overall it's been really nice weather and the people are very friendly out of here. And, and the quality of life is very good in the club as well as teammates and coaching staff. So I'm very happy uh, for the move. Nice. And uh, right now, do you, do you guys have a workout plan at home or do you just do your own stuff? How does it work? Uh, yeah, we have a workout plan from our trainer. So it's uh, very creative. There's a lot of different different things thrown in the mix trying to keep us at home or as close to home as possible um, while still staying fit for when we do return to the season. So um, every day we get an update of different trainings that we have to do. And it's been keeping us, uh, it's been keeping us busy. Uh, at the same time, we want to be out on the field with the group but we're doing enough to, to stay fit nice and uh do you have any advice for kids right now at home what they should do or what like how do they stay fit i think the biggest thing um is what i used to do when i was a kid minus the, the corona obviously <laughs> but <laughs> we used to just uh be in the house furniture i don't i don't advise it for you know kids with their moms and not telling kids to go break furniture but we treated the furniture like defenders. We tried to make through uh, through little chairs and stuff like that. And, um, the house was like a little pitch for me, and I would knock knock the ball even uh, even in the house with my dad. So um, yeah, just uh, build a relationship with the ball because at the end of the day, 
and during this time you can still improve your technique and, and get better as a player. Nice. And uh, you played a while in the MLS now. How do you see the league going? Is it improving every year? or Big time. I think it's growing tremendously. Um, there's a lot more young players coming from abroad. Uh, I know people at the time were saying it was a retirement league, but that's that's changed tremendously the last 10 years. Um, it's really grown. A lot of players see it as a destination. I get friends from big European teams that call me all the time, and they want to come out here and play in the MLS. So um, it's grown. The quality of the game has grown. Um, tactical awareness um, in players and teams overall um, has improved, and, and that's only going to get better and better. Nice. Yeah, it's crazy. I think a lot of players now, they want to come to U.S. Yeah. So, obviously, it's becoming much better, you know? For sure. Very, very competitive at this point. So, yeah. it's not what people try to make it seem or what they say, but it's, it's very difficult. It's a, it's a good league. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, is there one advice a coach ever told you that's stuck in your head? Um, there's been a few. I think the most common that's come from not just coaches, but um, I was blessed to have a lot of ex-players um, around me in the uh, start or right before the start of my career. And the important thing is to, to have fun and leave the game with no regrets, meaning give everything you have. So whether well, it's off the field um, and on the field, um, I come from two pretty big cities, especially Miami being a party city. And so discipline was very important. And, um, you don't make it out of Miami if you don't have discipline because barely any players end up. And we have the most, uh, so much talent, but I think discipline, um, at a young age especially, will get you over the hump. And it kind of carries over through your whole career. But having discipline and, and making sure you enjoy the game and respect the game, um, whatever you put in is what you're going to get back. That's like the common rules that every young player should follow if they want to give themselves a chance to make it in this game. Nice, good advice. I think sometimes it's better not to be in a big city. <laughs> yeah, facts. Sometimes the big city is very distracting. Uh, yeah, you have a lot of a lot of different temptations, but if you uh, if you're disciplined enough, yeah, um, you're wise. You can you can make it out for sure. And then, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges do you think of being a professional? Um, you have to deal often with. Um, with a lot of regular everyday stuff, but still be seen as a professional athlete. So to where everybody just sees you as an athlete, you deal with everyday problems. You deal with family issues, you deal with uh, somebody cutting you off on the road, just simple crap that people don't realize, yeah. but um, you still deal with it and you still have to also be a professional and have to be in some spotlight oftentimes. So, um, you know, some days, It's happened to me in the past where a family member passes just a few hours before the game and you still have to go play and perform because nobody's criticizing you based off of, oh, he's dealing with a family problem or uh, today he has the flu or, you know, whatever it is, you just have to go out and people are judging you and criticizing you based off of your performance and that's all that matters. And I understand that. Once you embrace that and understand that, um, I think uh, I think you give yourself a better shot at, at uh, succeeding in this business. It's not just a game, it's, it's a big business as well. So Yeah, it's a tough mental job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how do you stay confident and deal with pressure 
during a game? Um, I think it's believing in your abilities. Once you've worked hard enough, um, you have to believe in your abilities. So there's games you're going to go down 2-0, um, and you have to believe that you're still going to come back and tie it or win the game. And so many times I've seen that in my career where we're losing a game 2-0 or 3-0, and we come back second half, tie 3-3, you win 4-3. Um, even our last game with Philly against Red Bull in the playoffs was, was a crazy one. I think we are losing 2-0. And we ended up winning the game 4-3. Last, uh, our last game with, with Dallas, we were losing 2-0 to, uh, to Montreal, and we tied the game 2-2. It's important to believe in your abilities. Um, me as a striker or also a winger, um, just always kind of trying to keep a nose for the goal, knowing that you're going to score. I've had some games where, like, you know, you're not having your best game, and you come out with some incredible goal, and boom, your confidence is right back up, so... It's important to, to maintain the, the positive mindset um, and uh, not really get swayed by the crowd, you know, because sometimes you start feeling the crowd, but it's important that you're your best, uh, your biggest supporter and also your biggest critic. Like, okay, Fafa, I have to pick it up now. I'm not, uh, I'm not doing what I have to. I need to do better. That touch wasn't clean enough or I got to be more focused on finishing next time. And, and then the next one comes, you put it away and the monkey's off the bat and, and off the back and you celebrate. Nice, nice, good words. I think a lot of kids needed to hear that because they lose confidence if they make a bad pass or bad play. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's... You can't let that get to you. Yeah. That's key. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, do you have any tips for strikers or wingers, maybe kids, like what common mistakes they would make or any tips to improve in that position? Um, I'd say one important It's one that I try to go by. Unless it's a wide open one-on-one, I try to start the game off clean. So um, the first ball that's given to me, I control it with confidence, um, make a touch, give it a give a nice pass to someone, and then kind of enter myself in the game. Obviously, if my first ball is a one-on-one at the corner of the box, I'm trying to go by the guy and create something. But... Um, You know, I'd say that's a big one in starting a game. And then also um, remaining confident, like we said before. So if, uh, especially as strikers, if you miss a goal early on, don't let that get to you. If you miss two more goals, don't let it get to you. Because at some point, you're going to score that one, and and that's it. Nobody's going to remember, uh, he missed uh, three goals in the 17th minute and the 24th. But if you score that goal in the 80th and you win 1-0, everybody's like, oh, hero. So um, it's important to remain confident and and also um, for movements, I'd say move off of the defenders' backs. Defenders never like to, to turn and chase. So if you could make those split runs between uh, strikers, I learned that from our old captain in Cagliari, Diego Lopez. He was a center back and he taught me so many great movements as a striker because he told me what bothered him. And I learned a lot from, from a center back on how to make my, my striker movements. So at the age of 16 and that's carried me all the way till now I'm 29 nice it's lucky to have been taught by him yeah big time the guy was, the guy was tactical he very smart I also got lucky I had Allegri at that time nice who, was, who for me is also a tactical genius and, and an awesome coach and, and guy so um, I learned a lot from those guys nice nice um, alright a few more questions uh, how do you prepare before the match Oof, relax. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, I know there's, there's so many different guys that prepare different ways. 
Some guys are very um, on edge, very tense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's important to just uh, relax, uh, put my music on. Uh, I start dancing in my house. I kind of treat the game day like every other day and just have fun. Um, I don't eat burritos, uh, Charlie. Um, I eat uh, I eat the same thing every time: pasta with some chicken, and um, and then I go have fun. I think uh, it's important for me to relax and and be in a good mood. Um, I don't like to be in a bad mood before games. So anybody that's gonna bring me a bad mood, I don't pick up my phone and I just uh, I just enjoy my solitude or the the close people that are around me. And get ready for the stadium. Nice. Do you have a favorite music you listen to, or? It's depending on my mood. If I'm too hot, like hyper, I will drop it. I'll put like Andrea Bocelli to kind of bring me more in a mellow, um, a mellow mood. And if I'm too low, I'll put like a, a strong salsa choque or a salsa or or a samba or or some African music or Asian music to get my my beat back up and I kind of just enjoy it from there. Nice. Good mix. <laughs> Always, man. <laughs> All right. Um, what is the best way, do you think, to improve your touch? Um, spending the most time with the ball as possible. As much time you can. Um, I don't think there's one specific way, but I think there's so many ways that you can... As long as you're always incorporating the ball. If it means when you get home, go juggle, um, try a new trick, bounce the ball off the wall and try to control it. If you have a friend that shares the same passion as you, especially as young players, just knock the ball, try different turns, um, and then try different tricks, like like the stuff we've done together in the past were, were awesome. I think I scored maybe a week later after, <laughs> after uh, where did we train? It was in Philly at the, at the indoor center. Yeah. Um, so just always spending time with the ball, um, trying new things, and, and, um, and building a relationship with the ball, because at the end of the day, like I said before, what you put in the game is what you get back. So I think that's the best way to improve technically is spending more time with it. Nice. Good advice. So all the kids after the live, go train in your basement. Nice. I'll be doing the same in the backyard <laughs> with the ball. Can't do too much in the streets these days, but yeah. I'll be there for juggling. <laughs> yeah. Nice, man. All right. Now we'll answer five fan questions. Uh, the first one comes from Justin1802. He said, how was your time at St. Pauli in Germany? St. Pauli was good, man. Um, I, had, uh, I had some cool teammates, um, some of the most amazing fans you can ever, ever experience. I think the stadium atmosphere is one of the best in Europe, and they're known for that. Um, so it was a special time for me. A lot came for me during that time. Um, it was during my it was my first call up from Jurgen Klinsmann. Um, it was also um, uh, where I created some special special memories on the pitch with some some great teammates. So um, you know it ended a bit um, not how any of us wanted, but at the end of the day, I look at the positives and and overall it was a great experience and um, and I'm glad I got to be a part of that club. Nice. Um, all right, second question by Yasir Amirs. He says, how can I become a footballer even if I have no money but talent? Um, I didn't have money. Um, I had some talent and, and a lot of hard work. I didn't grow up with... I wasn't rich. So um, I just had a dream. Um, that's my personal advice. I had a dream and, and I believed in my talent and, 
and I worked my butt off. I didn't stop. That's all I dedicated myself to. Um, obviously, I had to work hard in school as well, but um, I was dedicated to the game, and um, I gave everything. All my free time, um, I didn't know what it was to go out and hang out with friends and, and be at the movies. Um, everything, I, everything I did was involved with soccer, so um, I'd say just believe in yourself, work really hard, and and, um, and if it's destined for you to become a professional soccer player, then, then it will happen. Um, but just keep working. Don't give up no matter what because I have 50 cases where I could have given up and I wouldn't be here today. So um, just keep, uh, keep working and believe in yourself. Nice. I think that's a great story. I've heard this a lot of times, this question. A lot of kids, they don't have money or something. But yeah. you can't let the excuses stop you. Nah, there's no excuses. It's... Uh, Obviously, sometimes it it's not uh, favorable towards you, but you just have to do it the best that you came in uh, in this world with the cards that you were dealt, um, and uh, and make the best of it. Because uh, a lot of players have dealt with it and have gone through the same case. And if it's your destiny to be that, then, then you will. Nice, good answer. All right, third question from Isabella Culermos. She says, "What was your childhood dreams when you were young?" If it wasn't uh, a football player. <laughs> I had a few. Um, so I was actually pretty good in school. So I wanted to I wanted to do something while still traveling. So maybe international business or something like that. Um, but on the art side, I was also very close to music. So I thought maybe a singer or a musician would have been the another route I would have gone. Because until now, I'm addicted to music. I listen to every genre from every country. Um so music was definitely a big passion of mine and, and dream. I wanted also to be a cook. I had a lot of dreams. I wanted <laughs> to be a chef, but I was only good at watching the TV shows on the uh, Food Network. I wasn't great at cooking, so yeah. uh, that was never a realistic dream. But those were a few things that I loved and uh, and I shared passion for. Awesome. Uh, fourth question from Leonardo. He says, do you have any good exercises to stay in shape while you're at home? Um, yes, there's a few. Um, so besides the ones that they sent us uh, from the club, there's also small ways, I'd say, an easy way to keep like a, a good cardio and still work on your strength is burpees. That's very simple. Um, now I have a pool here, so I go in the pool with ankle weights and I try to work and run through that. Um, put burpees, jump rope, creative ways to, to take the ball and, and kind of like incorporate it I'd say do some burpees and then get the ball and start juggling it um, make sure you do maybe a hundred before it drops get back to the burpees go back again um, and if you have a small space just little increments and little sprints from like 10 meters apart go back and forth anything that keeps your heart rate up I like to include the burpees because I feel it's complete it's kind of a complete workout um, and then Try to get your core in as well because that's the most important uh, part of your your um, central strength in your body. So make sure your your abs and your back are strong. Um, it's not about having the biggest muscles. It's also about having um, a solid core because that's where a lot of injuries come from and and a lot of your movement and and your um, and your body uh, body strength come from there. Nice. So it's a good answer. Uh, <laughs> All right, last question from Mike Scott. He said, what was your favorite country to play in? Oh, Mike, that's a good question. <laughs> um, 
questions, I'd say that my two favorites were would have to be Italy and here. Um, Italy, even though it was very far, uh, the culture was very similar to how I was raised. Um, and I, I, I mean, I learned the language quick enough and I moved there young, so it was a special time in my life where I made a lot of close friends. My agent's still Italian. Um, I go back every year. I'm still in touch with everybody with the situation that's going on right now. It's very difficult um, how they're dealing with it. I'd say there and then playing back in the States is awesome because um, I left, I was about 16 and then I came back officially when I was 26 for good. And um, I didn't get a lot of time to spend with my family, my friends. And now everybody gets the opportunity to come see me. Every city that I play in, I have friends there because everybody's moved around in different places. So people hit me up, hey, I'm doing this and this. It's nice to catch up and see what other people are doing with their lives that you grew up with or went to school with. And, and now they're coming to watch your games as well. And it's, uh, it's very nice to share. My parents get to see me all the time and I get to see them. I can fly back. When I was in Philly, I was in New York all the time, um, seeing my New York. So... Um, I think between Italy and being back in the States are probably the, the two, uh, two favorite countries that I've played in because of those reasons. Amazing. Both amazing. Yeah, good countries. So yeah. I'm mad. Hopefully Italy's fine soon. It's crazy there. Hopefully, because if not, that also ruins my off-season uh, uh, off plans to, to go see all my friends. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully sure. they'll be cleared up soon enough and everybody get back to their normal lives and, and enjoy just uh, being part of society again. For sure. Thanks, Fafa. It was no, a good time. Thanks for having me, man. Always good to see you, bro. Welcome back to episode three of Pro Talk with your host, Mo Ali. On today's episode, we have two-time MLS Cup champ and former LA Galaxy player, Brian Jordan. Oh, Yo, Mr. Brian Jordan. What's good, bro? How you doing? How's, what's happening? Nothing much. Just finished the workout. Nice. Got time for Mo. Nice. Good to see you, man. It's been a while. Good to see you too, man. Yeah. How you been? Good, good. Back in Toronto now, in isolation. <laughs> Damn. Any, uh, any escape rooms lately or what? No escape rooms. Once we come <laughs> to LA. Okay, okay. We'll get it in. Yeah, man. Let's do some questions for the fans. Just talk about your experience, what you've done, teams you played for. Okay. Uh, just... you, want, you want it from youth or just pro or what? Yeah. So I think just let us know like what pro teams you played for and how'd you start. Okay. Just seeing all the comments now. Hello, everybody. Uh, so growing up, let's see. You gotta stay local, obviously, wherever your parents can get you. Um, I grew up near Pasadena, um, uh, Santa Anita area, so I played for Santa Anita Flash. It was the first big club team. Jumped over to Cal Heat, which one state? Um, played with uh, some different guys. Mo Adu was there, actually. Um, so bounced around club-wise. I played for tons of different teams. Uh, went to Oregon State for college and then for pro. Um, because I was in Oregon, I started with Portland Timbers, did really well there, and then uh, the Galaxy ended up buying my contract out, so I stayed in L.A. for five years. Uh, after that, let's see, bounced around San Jose, San Antonio, and then all over to Germany for a small team over there. Nice. 
Uh, you have a lot of experience. I think, what do you think is one advice you would give kids trying to become a pro? One thing I would tell kids for sure is just you got to be having fun. You got to be self-motivated, right? Uh, with a lot of the stuff you do, I know you have fun out there, whether we're diving into pools or, or whatever we're doing. So that's one huge aspect of it. Obviously, if you're really competitive and you keep it on yourself to do well, um, that's my biggest my biggest thing. Because once you go pro, too, there's the money, there's the stress, there's all this stuff to it. So you got to really enjoy it, too. But and that and just work hard, keep getting better. Nice. Um, all right. Was there someone who got you into playing football, like a figure, or how did you first start playing? Uh, it's kind of just family based. Uh, my sister is 10 years older than me. And so by the time I was born, uh, my dad was running her around for, for games. Uh, so by the age of about maybe three, four, I was already watching her games and I figured I'll just do what my sister's doing. And so my dad and my sister kind of got me into it. Nice. Good parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was running me around doing stuff too, but I think who actually got me into it was just because my sister was playing and my dad was helping coach. Nice. And playing a few years in the MLS, what do you think has changed now since then when you played? Um, you know, fortunately at that time too, I think I was on one of the clubs that had a lot of funding. It was really good atmosphere with the Galaxy, with David Beckham being there. That's the number one thing I say I've seen has changed. You know, along with the minimum salaries all going up, some of these clubs coming in with with money and like the atmospheres there, like uh, Miami. I don't know if you've seen their training grounds. Uh, LAFC even in town. I, I've passed by there before. That I would say, you know, even still now, Galaxy's training grounds. The grass is like a lot of other people's home pitches. You know, yeah, it's like it's, it's that quality. Yeah, they're training. So it's like, I really feel like that makes a, a difference too, especially when you're getting touches every day. As you know, if you're, you got some lumpy grass or something, it all matters. So that's the biggest things that changed. And just like uh, their overall fan base is just crazier and crazier. I love it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Do you have any funny stories from your playing time? Any, uh, there's, any good there's memories? Tons there's tons of them. I would need more specific, <laughs> man. <laughs> Maybe I remember you told me once about your trip to Japan or something. Your well, the first the first trip we ever went to um, was to Hawaii and then over to Asia. Um, and there are so many things that had happened. Uh, coming to the team that year, there was uh, about a group of 14 rookies. Um, and so... As you know, if you get a whole bunch of rookies together, you know, you stick to your own group and you go out to find whatever you have to do. But just like our whole experience, that was the first time I had been kind of out of the country. Uh, so the culture shock, everything was in, you know, Gatorade and all these chip brands were all in this other language with just signs. Right? So you didn't know what the heck you were buying. There's a whole bunch of stories from there, though, like some I probably couldn't even mention, but uh, we learned a lot that trip. Nice. Uh, you've had a lot of coaches throughout your career, but is there one advice that stuck out to you that you took on with you? Yeah, uh, I learned a crap load from, uh, from 
different coaches, but I'd say Bruce Arena taught me as far as game stuff, as far as like overall tactics of the game and certain stuff over under him. But I think the biggest maybe like quote I could say uh, from a coach I learned because it goes for soccer and it also goes for just life um, was a coach up in Portland. I had Gavin Wilkinson. He told me uh, basically. I came to the team, I was doing really well, I was scoring goals, and I was getting a lot of positive stuff online. This is right when Twitter came out and all, all this stuff, right? Um, and so he basically took me aside and told me, you know, as quick as they can love you, they can hate you just the same, right? And so it kind of told me in my mind to prepare for, you know, when you're doing well, you know, you can take that, but don't make your mentality all about just what others think of you or the fans, because... If you're doing bad at a certain year or whatever, you might just read these same comments and just be even worse off, you know. So that was that kind of stuck with me. For sure, that's good advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of kids now are stuck at home, you know, with the virus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What advice do you have for kids? How can they keep training and improving without going out? Uh, I'd say, you, and you, you, you. You can answer this too because yeah. when I played pro up in, in Portland, here's one thing I noticed. You got to be honest with yourself, right? And so you want to go out to the field and you want to train hard. Yeah. But I noticed my first year up there, I thought I need more work. I needed to work on my touch more, right? Mm -hmm. So I literally, after training grounds in the afternoons, after I took my nap, I would come in and I'd just work into a, uh, like a handball court and I would just get extra touches. Yeah. Like, in this time, when you don't have to go to school or you don't have anything else, yeah, I'm sure you want to still have fun, play video games, whatever it is, but if you have an hour where you're just touching a ball against a wall, everyone has, you know, outside, you have a wall against your house, just kicking it against a, that just goes so much, just getting the touches is so good for you. Yeah, I think that's good. Just get as much touches as you can. Yeah. Just yeah. work with soccer balls, tennis balls, just improve yes. your touch different size balls because then you have to concentrate on a smaller area i would say even dribbling a ball around inside did you uh when you were growing up did you have a nerf ball for inside or anything did your parents let you play or not for sure i had the uh, yeah. nerf basketball you know oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Kind of so, into so, that. <laughs> my my family i was gonna play regardless and so my dad uh bought me a nerf soccer ball so we'd play so if we did hit stuff Fortunately, it didn't, it didn't break too many things, but it still happens. <laughs> it's fun times. Yeah. Uh, what do you think are some of the biggest challenges to being a professional? Biggest challenges? Uh, if you grow up in a big city, I think your first one... Uh, hello, hello. Uh, I think your first one is kind of just being seen and recognized, right? Um, so you got to work your best at doing your research in town um, and seeing, you know, what club teams, what where should I be playing if I really want to be noticed. Uh, but other than that, even if, if I don't think you need to be concentrated on that, I think if you just continue to practice and work on your skill, eventually that comes naturally. You know, now there's all these academies and stuff. I didn't have that as a kid. You know, there's big club teams. All I could do is to go wherever my dad was going to take me and play the best I could, and it ends up working out. So that's what you really got to focus on, just training yourself, be honest with yourself, and just keep getting better in every regard. Um, other than that, there's the political game when you turn pro. There's all these different things that pop up at that point, but that's what these kids need to concentrate on. Nice. Good answer.
Uh, how do you stay confident and deal with pressure? Oh, yeah, I read one of the questions were, uh, yeah, just about nerves and pressure and all that stuff. I, do you get, did you get nervous before games? Of course. I think everyone, they get a little bit nervous or you have a feeling. Not to the yeah. point where it affects you, but I think it's good sometimes to have that feeling. Yeah. Unless you don't feel alive, you know? So I think yes. every player has it. It's just to what point. I think a that's, lot of young players I'm... take it different. Yeah. They, their nervousness might make them make mistakes, but you need to have a different kind of mentality, you know? Yeah, and that's what I try to tell kids. When I get that question, it's a great question because we're all human. We all feel that, right? Like, I've heard one story about Kobe, uh, you know, not, uh, not getting nervous before games. Or about, what I tell kids is just nervousness yeah. is kind of a self-imposed thing about you wanting to do well. Yeah. Right. And so if you just grasp the idea of who's making you nervous, it's not necessarily anybody at the game or whatever. It's just you wanting to do really good in that game. Right. And if you can understand it like that, you know, when you're young, you're supposed to get nervous and you make mistakes because, you know, by the time you have played that game, like hundreds and hundreds of times, by the time you go pro, you're a little bit less and you're a little bit more confident because you, you've been there. You've done that. It's just another game. Even your first professional game, yes, there is differences. But you've been there and you've done it before. So just go out there and be as confident as you can. Nice. Yeah, I think the more you do something, the more confidence you get. So yeah. the yeah. more you play, it's just much easier, you know? That's why even for me, growing up and after I went pro, I realized if you look at some of these uh, youth clubs over in Europe, like uh, when I was in Germany, I saw uh, Werder Bremen and all these places. They're playing in the stadiums, right? Yeah. And there's, they're not getting tons and tons of fans, but they're getting some fans. But just that overall arena makes them so used to it by the time more and more fans come. It's like, it's just a part of their life. I never played in a big stadium like that as a kid. And I think that that does help kids. You know, mm -hmm. they've been there. They've seen it before. You know, I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We should have more of that in the U.S. also. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully in the future. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I know some of these academy teams. I don't know. I feel like for the Galaxy does. I don't know how it is for the other ones. But like, just that same environment. Even if a ton of people aren't coming out, I know the Galaxy has people come out, and you want to support these future, you know, first team players. So I think yeah, that is a great idea. They should be doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is one way or a few ways to improve your touch? Do you think? Few ways to prove your touch. A shout out to uh, Eddie Lewis. I have, have you guys heard of this uh, Toka machine? Yeah. Yeah, Toka machines are great. Uh, that's if you don't have a friend just to throw your ball. I understand if you have the ability to get into a training facility and just get touches, touches, touches. That's great. Toka, something like that. If not, if you're just at your house and or your friend or even against a wall, uh, like I've mentioned before, just someone. Different ways to receive the ball, whether it's out of the air above you, whether it's straight at you. Um, in a game, you don't get to control how the ball's coming to you. So you got to just prepare in all sorts. My dad used to tell me, I used to get mad at him if he didn't send me a good ball. And he used to tell me every time, that's the way it's going to come into the game. There's going to be some bad ones. And it's so true. And I'm glad he, I'm glad he sucked enough to kick me some bad ones. <laughs> For sure. Um... 
Did you have any pre-game meals or rituals you like to do? For sure. So, uh, I'm always curious about other people, so what was, do you have any? I think some people just put the left first before the right sock or <laughs> listen to a certain type of music. Um, yeah. A few different ones. Yeah, I, uh, mine started the night before. I did a whole bunch of um, visualization, um, and that's kind of where it's, so my pregame started. I didn't pick that up until college. That's the one biggest thing I would give my college coach credit for was uh, they introduced us to this psychologist and he told us about visualizing stuff. I used that every single game of my career after that. Uh, wow. So I just visualized you know, what I was going to do, what my strengths were, what I could be better. All, all this stuff has just got a really positive mindset. And as far as meals, I'd usually eat Italian of some sort, whether it was uh, uh, spaghetti and meatballs or uh, lasagna. There's a place right across the street from my house um, that I always used to eat at, and that was my thing. Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. And then uh, last question, and then we'll answer a few fans. Okay. So when Galaxy played uh, Real Madrid, yeah, um, how was it? You you have to guard Ronaldo someplace. So how was that yeah. feeling? Uh, so backstory to this. So we played them. We played them three times. Uh, one at the Rose Bowl, one at the Coliseum, and one at Home Depot Center. Okay, at the time at Home Depot. Uh, the first time I played, that was in the Rose Bowl. Uh, that was the first time professionally I had ever played defense, <laughs> ever, right? So I thought it was really funny now that I think back about it because I'm super competitive. I think people that meet me know that. But, like, for me to be a forward pretty much my whole life, and then I played a little bit of midfield um, that year, but for me to go back into defense, and not a lot of people know. They're just like, oh, yeah, you've been playing defense your whole life. That wasn't, that wasn't the truth. Uh, it was really... I had known that week, I had been training there, but I never played in a game, right? And I had known that week, Bruce told me, you know, as far as speed and as far as matchup, that I, that was who I was going to face. And so it's a bit intimidating of a feat, if you think about it, right? Because <laughs> one thing I depend on a lot is uh, I'm athletic and my speed's a thing. But Cristiano, I mean, his speed is a freaking thing. So it's like, that's a wash. Uh, so it was kind of intimidating, but I'm confident, and I believe just, like, you got to show up and show me it. And so uh, the atmosphere, I think, whether it was that game or the Barcelona game, I think there was, like, 95,000 or 93,000 in Rose Bowl. It was wow. crazy. It was – I'm very thankful to be a part of certain stuff like that. You couldn't hear people across the field. Wow. Crazy experience. Yeah. All right. That's a crazy story. But um, yeah. let's answer some of the fan questions now. Let's do it. I think you answered the first one. It was about the atmosphere of the game. Oh, yeah. I will say this, though. Even though it was here, and, and I give credit to our fans, the Galaxy fans are amazing. Uh, but I, I think when you play those international friendly games, everybody in town that does support European soccer, they all come out and they're wearing their Cristiano jerseys. They're all wearing... Uh, you know, Real Madrid <laughs> jerseys and stuff. So it was like this this away game at home, if you will, right? Like, yeah. uh, there's plenty of Galaxy sports there for sure. I was just saying, out of the thousands that came, yeah. it almost felt that way because if they did something too, the crowds would yell just as loud. So it was really, it was really a funny dynamic. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Yeah. So do you think they had more fans Real Madrid when they came? I mean, to be honest, even so, even if you're a Galaxy fan or whatever, right, and you get this, you know, overseas superstar that comes and, and look, at, I played professional soccer. I was a fan of Real Madrid, right, at the time. So, so it's like, yeah, sometimes even you know, I'm sure the Galaxy are root for the Galaxy, but maybe you you wear that certain jersey just to support just a fun atmosphere because it is a, a friendly. And so, yeah, it felt it felt like there was more fans from that there. Nice. All right, second question is from uh, Preneel.25. He says, what's your favorite skill? What's my favorite skill? Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll go with one answer for fun, one answer for just because you use it all the time. One, I like bicycles. Anything in the air, I was always been a, a volley guy, just the way the ball wasn't on the ground. And so just adding that different concept of it overhead and stuff like that, I super, I love those. Uh, but the most, One I use to get out of different situations, I'd say, is the Cruyff. It's like the most versatile change of direction. I don't know. I just really, I seem to use that one a lot. Nice. Good answer. What's yours? Mine? I think yeah. uh, scoop or flick over the defender. Oh, this guy's too <laughs> tricky, man. This guy. FIFA Street. <laughs> but, but don't use it in a game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a way for me to get benched real quick, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, third question from uh, Isabella Culermos. She says, did you have an inspiration growing up? Yeah. Um, I think at the time, so shoot, I don't even know what years these were, but I think the biggest figure I had back then was was Pele okay and so I didn't ever even get to really watch him play or anything but just the figure that the that his name carried I just imagined this legendary figure I'd seen clips and stuff but I, I didn't really know how he played and so I just imagined that but as I got older um, and I was able to see the galaxy here I, I really took on to because uh, Kobe Jones was here And just as far as play style and athleticism and everything, I, I felt like that was a very similar fit. So if I watched him and how he did things, maybe that would apply to me. So I think those two names were my, my biggest. Nice. It's a good pick. Uh, fourth question from Sam Privet says, what was the most memorable match that you remember? Well, I say just because of I, I scored in this game too. Uh, we played um, we played AC Milan at home, and that was David Beckham's return game from there. It was quite crazy uh, between the fans and stuff too. But I ended up coming on to the game late, scored a goal uh, against them, and I've always been a fan of Italian soccer too. Uh, nice. So that was really neat. I will say this: I have one on the other side as far as like memorable in a bad way as far as like crazy fans yeah we played a game i think down in um central america where was it uh, i don't know if it was costa rica or something we played on this field that was a turf field very small these moths they had moths that were size of like your face right <laughs> uh and there's so many of them because the lights so you hit a long ball and you would like hit moths out of the, the sky well it was like a pr like a prison field where the fence is right against the field you know what i mean yeah and the fans would like stand and hang on the thing and if you got close to the sidelines they throw coins at you and like it, it was <laughs> i just remember that being like the most nuts game i've ever played in. 
the throw is like intimidating. I didn't even want to get, go by like if you had a throw or something. I was like, I don't want to take it. <laughs> that sounds nice. Uh, yeah. Nice man. All right. Fifth question from John Bridal. They said, "What advice do you have for parents to help support their kids in football?" That's a good question. Uh, shout out to John there. Um, all I can tell you is, I probably the only reason why I ever went pro is because my parents were dragging me around town getting to games. Uh, sometimes the parents don't have the opportunity to get them to games. So whether you have to network with one of the other kids, uh, where his father might have or mother might have a more open schedule to get your kid to a game, as long as they're getting to these games and these practices, it's so important. I hope. Back in the day, I only trained maybe two times a week. What about you? Me? Yeah, I mean, until 15, two, yeah. three times a week, and then after yeah. 16, just every yeah. day, you know? Yeah, and so if you can't get to these, literally, my dad did such a good job. Even the day before games, he would take me out to a park just to just to have an extra day of touches. It wasn't a hard training or anything, but just an extra day. So it, just the more involvement you have, your kid will thank you so much more in the future. And, and, and people's lives are busy, and these parents are busy. So I completely understand that. But if you understand that you mean a lot and they depend on you as far as just to get and show up, that's half the battle. Just show up, get them to these trainings and, and what they need to do. Nice. That's great advice for John. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Brian. It was a great talk. No problem. Thanks for answering the questions. Yeah. Hope the fans enjoyed. And hopefully, yep. if you guys have more questions, you can DM Brian or us, and we'll try and get back to you. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see yes. you soon in LA. And Thank you so much. When are you planning to be out here? I'm trying to scroll up here and see if anyone asked anything in the comments. But uh, if you guys yeah. did have any comments during the live, go ahead and shoot me a DM and I'll do my best to answer all of them. Sounds good. But uh, when, are you, when are you planning to head out here after everything settles down? Or? LA? Yeah, hopefully once the virus is a bit better and yeah. flights are back up. I mean, all the leaks stop now, so it's hard to do anything. But we'll do these lives for now. and. Just yeah. talk, so it's good. Just enjoying home time. Just one more positive to everybody too, and I want to tell you. I hope you're staying safe. Obviously, I hope you with the, get to see the fam, everybody. Yeah. Um, obviously, with everything, you know, people scared, nervous, can't see other people. But honestly, just take it and do whatever you can uh, for yourself in this time. It's not every day where we get to just stay at home, have some me time and stuff. So. Literally, just be positive, and we're all going through this together, so we'll make it, guys. Keep on going. Good advice. Sounds good. All right, bro. All right, bro. Thanks for the talk. Look forward to seeing it, man. For yeah, sure. no Thank you for having me on. We'll be in touch anytime. All right, sounds good. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to Pro Talk where your host, Mo Ali, interviews world-class football players from around the globe. On episode four today, we have Joao Virginia, goalkeeper of Everton in the English Premier League. Enjoy. Joao, what's up? Hey, Mo, how are you? Good, bro, you? Yeah, good, good. Good to see you. Yeah, nice to see you too. Where are you now? Oh, um, I'm in Lisbon. Ah, nice, nice. Portugal, yeah, yeah. Back home. Yeah, back home. Uh, 
came came because not playing, so be here. It's about back in Portugal. Nice um, man. Thanks for coming on. Ah, uh, you're welcome. We're gonna do a few questions. Sorry for the time change. It's no, uh... that's alright. That's alright. I, I was wondering, well, where, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> yeah, we, we changed the time tonight. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries. Thanks, man. All right, just tell us a bit about yourself, like where you started, how you grew up, um, how did you become a pro? Uh, well, uh, I started playing football in school, like every young kid in Portugal does. Uh, just in the in the yards in the um, and um, playing there I realized I was good at goal in the goal and uh, I soon joined the club um, uh, near my hometown Ferreiras which is in Algarve uh, south of Portugal and um, from there um, I played well I was spotted to go to Benfica which they have uh, like a base in Algarve I played there for one year and moved up to um, to Lisbon. Like they, they choose the best players throughout the country to come to the Benfica Academy. Um, well, it was a dream for me to come to Benfica because it was my, my club since uh, since I was a, a little kid. And um, I played well. I, I made a few caps for the national team under 16. And uh, Arsenal came through. And they wanted me to come to, to London. And uh, I thought, well, yeah, this is a big opportunity for me. Come to England, Premier League. And then I joined Arsenal. I was there for three years and moved on to Everton. Well, now I'm there with the first team, Everton. Amazing, bro. I think you've had a crazy journey being at a lot of the top academies in Europe. Um, yeah. How was it being at Arsenal, Benfica, some of the best academies? How are the facilities and the training conditions? Oh, everywhere, top facilities, like the best, the best of the best, the least free clubs. Uh, they've got everything, nothing, nothing that we don't, nothing that we, that we don't need. <laughs> yeah. It's there, everything is there, basically. Um, and, like, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of normal for me because I've always been there, but once you realize uh, how, how I'm lucky to be there and have the opportunity to be in those clubs. Nice. Um, at what age do you think you knew that you would become a professional? Uh, well, when I moved to, to, Ar to Arsenal, yeah. When I moved to Arsenal, I knew, okay, I'm going to be a professional, but uh, I'm not there yet. I still want more and more. Um, I'm just playing, playing a professional. I'm not only 20 years old. I wanna, I wanna be in the top level, playing in the Premier League every week. That's what I want. I'm sure you'll get there soon. Uh, what is your favorite thing about being a goalkeeper? Um, well, the the feeling when you stop, stop a shot that everyone was already celebrating. Like, yeah. You just gotta go in and then you just put your hand on it and then everyone everyone's wow yeah, that's that's the best feeling nice and uh did you have to sacrifice a lot to become a football player like what challenges or sacrifices was there yeah well uh first of all being away from my family i moved i moved to lisbon when i was uh, 11 
so moved away from my parents and growing up uh, as, a, as, a, as a child without the parents was a bit harder but um, and uh, like staying in time with the friends not being able to go out uh, was, a, was a bit different than the normal normal kids are used to but uh, it's worth it it's worth it yeah for sure and then uh, what advice do you have for kids who want to become a professional player or goalkeeper? Well, first of all, you have to do what you love. And when you love playing football, you work harder and uh, you keep working, you keep working, you keep believing your dream until you achieve it and you don't ever quit. Awesome, good advice. Now, is there one advice a coach ever told you that you'll always remember? Uh, yeah, as a keeper, you don't. It's a, it's, this is a good advice. As a keeper, you don't try to get involved in the game. Let the game come to you. Let uh, react from from the situation. Don't don't make yourself uh, out of position. Just just concentrate on the game, and the game will come to you. And you will you will make saves. You will do whatever, but no pressure. Just let the, the game come to you. Yeah. And then uh, how do you prepare mentally for a match? How do you stay calm, relaxed, confident? How, how can you train that? Yeah, you, you can train that. But uh, I think it's normal once you get, get to play since a young age and in different clubs. You start feeling confident and confident uh, for the games. Uh, I, played, I played in the Euro, Euro Cup final under-19s. And uh, I wasn't nervous. I was just happy. And the only feeling I was having before the game, and yeah, let's get this done. Let's get this done. Uh, like, uh, anxious. You want to play? You want to play? Uh, that's that's how I prepare for a game. I want to play. I'm happy when I go to play. I, I do what I love, so no need to be nervous. Awesome. And then, uh, do you have a favorite moment of your career or favorite match? Maybe a specific save, or I don't know. Well, winning, winning uh, both under 17s and under 19s Euro, um, Euros was the uh, was the was the best. But probably the under 19s uh, game against Italy in the final 4-3 was the result. Was an amazing match. Was the like, the best moment of my my career so far. Yeah. Nice man. Uh, what is your normal pre-game meal? What would you eat before a match? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, carbs, uh, pasta, rice, with a uh, bit of pro- protein, like uh, chicken, n- nothing, nothing too heavy, like uh, plain pasta, plain rice, and no, no sauces, because uh, otherwise you feel a bit uh, like a bad stomach <laughs> during the game. Yeah, yeah, just a uh, plain, plain chicken, plain uh, maybe it's fish, salmon. Yeah, nice man. To get uh... you, to get you the energy going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then uh what is the best way do you think to improve your goalkeeper skills like diving or side volley like what drills do you do to become better well saving uh, like side volley repetition 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 you have to to repeat the technique a lot of time just the technique visualize you doing the technique doing that all the time uh diving well you can you can do drills with uh, like cones. You, you 
you have to dive through the cones or under the um, under or over a, a, like a, a, a rope. Yeah. Uh, I used to do that when I was younger, and I still do it sometimes just to keep keep sharp the technique. Nice. Um, I love doing uh, some drills like reaction 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 drills. Mm-hmm. The other day I did it I did it here in the backyard. Uh, I put I put a like a little ramp, a few cones on the floor, and uh, once you shoot against it, the ball just moves and it's it's the ramp and moves other direction, which is good for goalkeepers to sh- stay sharp and see see it. Nice. Uh, here at home, I've been doing some reaction drills as well, like with tennis balls, just because we're not playing now and we need to we need to keep um, keep the fitness and sharpness. Yeah. Nice man. So all the kids at home, they should just grab a ball, train at home for now. And yeah, of course, of course. Don't. Uh, what well, you're saying at home, especially young, young kids, just keep keep practicing with the uh, balls and tennis balls, which is good for the handling. Yeah. Nice. And then uh, two more questions, and then we'll answer some fans. Cool. Um, let me see. How has it been so far playing for Portugal? Ah, good, good. Uh, representing your country f- throughout uh, all the levels until under twenty one is amazing. Um, we've got a pretty good team with a lot of good players. Diogo uh, Dalot uh, in United, um, Rafael Yao in Milan. Uh, a lot of players I play here in Benfica and, and Sporting. Which is which is amazing. We got a great team, and since I since I've been there, it's a, sort of like a family. We are all together, and yeah, it's been a great success. Hopefully, we win the under twenty one zeros next year. Awesome. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. All right. Do you think there would be any other sport you would play if you did, if you weren't a football player? Uh. Well, I love. I love a lot of sports. I play basketball sometimes in the year. I play tennis. Uh, I'm, a, I'm really competitive. I always want to win, so I could play a lot of different things. And is there any... Uh, do you have any favorite goalkeeper drills? Um, yeah, the one I told you before. The, the, you put the, the cones on the floor and different stuff on the floor so the ball hits it when you shoot so on, the, on the ground. And uh, you just have to wait until the last minute for the ball to, to change directions. Nice. All right, bro. Let's answer some fans. Cool, yeah. All right. This one's from Kevin. He says, who was your favorite goalkeeper growing up? Um, I have to say Peter Cech. Peter Cech? I, I had the pleasure to work with him when I was at Arsenal. So it's a dream come true, train with him. Yeah. Did you learn a lot from him just watching the technique? Oh yeah, and uh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy, and he also cares. He cares a lot about the youngsters that go there, and tries to help them out, and um, talks with them, answer every question you need to. Yeah. Nice. All right, this one's from Mike. He says, "What's your favorite shoe for a goalkeeper?" A shoe, uh, a football boot. Yeah. Well, at the moment, I'm wearing a Puma. I'm wearing Puma Future. So, yeah, that's my favorite for now. Nice. Um, 
All right, this one's from Sam. He says, what do you enjoy most about goalkeeper training? What do I enjoy? Saving shots. Just stopping the ball, yeah. And catching up, the, the feeling of catching the ball. A clean catch. Yeah. It's good. All right, what's your favorite save in your career? I think we said this one, no? Uh, favorite save? Yeah. I've got I've got many saves, but probably uh, World Cup on the twenties against Argentina, one v one with the keeper. And I put my foot out and save it. Yeah. Maybe nice. nice. All right, last one. Uh, how do you get into a striker's head uh, to put them off? Um, how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, just stand big sometimes and, and uh, imagine a 1v1, get close to them, make yourself big like that and sometimes it's enough. Yeah. Nice, man. Uh, like I said before, don't uh, let the game come to you. Don't go, don't go looking for trouble. <laughs> yeah, just stay calm. Yeah, stay calm. Yeah, that's what the best keepers do, just stay calm all the time. Awesome. Thanks, Joao, for joining us. Hope you're good. Stay safe. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Yeah. And hopefully we'll link up soon again. Do another video. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> more side volleys next time. <laughs> yeah, more side volleys. <laughs> Alright, bro. Enjoy the day. Thanks for you tuning stay in. Safe, bro. Stay safe. See you. Take care, bro. Welcome back to Pro Talk with your host, Mo Ali. Today on episode 5, we have Nick Kuypers out of the Persib Bangdong FC in the Indonesian Premier League. Enjoy. Nick, what's up? Yes, there we are. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Good to see you again. How's, how's vacation? Good to see you again. <laughs> Sorry? How's the holiday? Man, that feels really like a holiday. <laughs> Stuck at home, it's yeah? Just, uh... It's a little bit boring. Yeah, for I sure. Think the whole world is boring at this moment, so yeah. you're not the only one. It's a hard time. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Back in Canada now, Toronto. So just waiting 14 nice. days, watching movies, going live, just doing yeah. what we can, you know. Yes. I was going with clock. Good. 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 He said hi. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. Say hello back to him. For sure. All right, let's just start. We'll answer yes. some fan questions. Tell them about your story, how you started. And then um, we'll do at the end. You can choose maybe five questions from the fans and then we'll answer. Yes, of course. All right, so just tell us okay. a bit about your story, where you started and where you grew up. Where I grew up was in Maastricht in the Netherlands. I started with football when I was four years old. My dad was playing in the in the amateur club, and I go every Sunday to watch his games and play football. Like every young guy, I think, would like football. Uh, and when I was ten, I uh, go to professional club MVV Maastricht, uh, play there. Um, Till I was 17, and then I made my first game in the uh, first uh, first team. 
So that was my first uh, first game as a professional football player, and after that, a lot of things happened. Nice. <laughs> and then you went from Holland to Indonesia, yeah? Uh, yes. First, I played in uh, uh, Al After half season uh, on loan in uh, uh, in Emmen, and after that, I get the opportunity to play in Indonesia. And, yeah, amazing. I think it. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice uh, adventure. It's uh, it's amazing, and it's a good choice. I think. Amazing. How has it been going from Holland to Indonesia? How is the fans and atmosphere? Of course, we just yeah, talked about amazing. Indonesian fans. So how has it been playing at Persib? Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, it's amazing. It's it's fantastic. And um, when you play in the Netherlands, it's it's more quiet. Uh, also, big stadiums when you play at Ajax or Feyenoord or P, uh, PSG or something. Uh, but here, if you play uh, at home, it, it feels amazing. And when we play uh, uh, Jakarta, uh, eighty thousand people—it's uh, it, it's fantastic. It's 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 very big in here, and I like this very well. Amazing! It's crazy, yes. crazy times. <laughs> yes, it's it's uh, different with uh, with Holland. I think uh, football is it's. It's much bigger here than it's in it's in Holland. Then. For sure, uh, that's it's nice to play in a, in a country uh, like this with the beautiful country and uh, good weather. Sometimes not yeah. now it's raining very hard, but yeah. <laughs> Is there a lot of rain in Indonesia? Sorry. Is there a lot of rain in Indonesia? Yeah, last month it it is very much. But they told me this is the last month and then it will be summer. So nice. I hope we have a good summer. Hopefully. <laughs> yes, hopefully. All right. Uh, at what age did you realize that you'll become a professional or you wanted to be a professional? Um, good, good question. I don't know <laughs> really what age, but I think always every young... Uh, young guy is, is dreaming about being a professional football player and I don't know what age I realized but when I go to MVP when I was 10 I think that was the first moment that I thought maybe it can happen but it's a long way it's for everybody it's a long way and uh, you have to make so much steps in your uh, career and learn so much so it's very no. difficult to became a professional football player but I'm, uh, I'm very happy that I can uh, can play now nice and obviously you had to make a lot of sacrifices to become a player yeah what, yeah, were, really, what was really... like some sacrifices you think a lot of players have to make mm. I think you have to believe in yourself that's the most important thing and uh, if you really want it you can do it but not not everybody uh, can go to the top. But there's so much levels where you can play uh, football, and I think you have to find find out what what's your level, and you have to find out what's the what's your own um, level to play. Nice. Now uh, you've been in Indonesia for a while. Do you know any words or phrases that? Of course, bagus. 
Bargus. What Bargus does that mean? Good and ah, it's good. a food. Yes, and uh, nasi goreng, of course, the very good food. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Makasi. Yeah, you have also uh, Sundani. It's 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 a uh, um, from Bandung. They say tunun. Um, it's the same like terima kasih. As it's a uh, thank you. So. Nice. I only knew small uh, small words, and uh, I learned sometimes from the from the players and from the people here. Amazing! So I like it to play uh, to uh, to learn the language. Yeah, that's amazing. All right. Yes. Uh, what advice do you have for kids who want to become professional? Train every day hard and. Of course, you have to be lucky sometimes. Uh, I don't think you, you can uh, you can uh, become a professional field player. Sometimes you have you need luck. Uh, you have to train every day very hard, and you have to believe in yourself. And you have to make fun. When when it's fun, it's 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 easy to do every day. And when you do it every day, you become better and better. And I think the most important thing is that you uh, that you have fun. And that you like it, and uh, the rest will come. Nice, good answer. What do you think? What do you think? Me? There's a lot yeah. of things, you know, a lot of factors. Yeah, that's it. There's too much, so you just gotta take a bit of every advice and put it to work. But at the end of the day, it's just hard work, you know, hard work, exactly. patience, mentality, and I think that if you have these traits, then you have a good chance. But still a chance, no guarantee. <laughs> no, that's that's always, always. Yeah, for sure. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Sometimes you need luck that there is a coach what you like or something. Yeah, for sure. No, no injuries. A yeah. lot of players are very good, but they have injuries or something. Yeah. So sometimes you have to get luck to game a football player. Of course. All right. What's one advice or? Uh, thing a coach told you that stuck with you? The advice here in Indonesia? Yeah, sure. What the coach told me? Um, he said he say so much. Play good. <laughs> <laughs> he said so much. Um, yeah, I think that uh, he told me that it's, it's different uh, to play in, uh, in Indonesia that you play in the Netherlands. It's different football, different atmosphere, different supporters. Indonesia is much bigger. Um, and I think that's uh, the best thing he said to me, that you have to focus on the football and not on the on the things around the football. So you're in an amazing country, a good, uh, nice country, but you also play in big stadiums. A lot of supporters, and when you're doing well, it's it's nice, it's okay. And but when you're doing bad, there's another side. So he said, just focus on football and um, show what you got, and then the rest will be gone. Nice. I think that's the best best thing what he uh, he said to me. Nice. And then, uh, yes. how do you control nerves before a game? Say eighty thousand fans. How do you stay calm and relaxed? Yeah, but I'm always nervous a little bit. But I think that's good. I think it's good when you you feel nervous a little. 
so you are ready for the game and uh, when you walk up uh, the field and see the stadium to support us and there's a, there's a good feeling for sure and uh, I think that's that's a positive uh, uh, feeling so yeah I'm always nervous but the good way of it nice and then uh, yes. do you think it's important to put in extra work after training like maybe do some gym work or ball work yeah always I think it's good always to do uh, some extra things sometimes before training or sometimes after training or sometimes in the gym in the afternoon so yeah of course you have to always uh, do something extra for sure so, and do you have any exercises for kids who are at home like what can they be doing what can kids be doing at home in the basement if they're trying to stay I fit think, I think the best thing they can do in this moment is watching your Instagram <laughs> there's so many skills what they can do yeah. and uh, they, they're very nice stuff so I think that's the best thing they can do yeah and maybe you can can send to you some pictures of some some videos what they uh, what they do in in, in, in home and for sure I think it's uh, it's for everybody uh, difficult to do everyday new things and but I think it's a good idea to go to your Instagram and watch some uh, good videos because yeah. they're very, very good thanks bro but only watch a little bit not <laughs> don't get lazy <laughs> <laughs> no but you have to move eh? you have to do something so yeah for sure watch your skills and I didn't pay you to say that, yeah? <laughs> what? I didn't pay you to say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I mean it. It's, yeah. it. it's very nice. So people have to, have to watch it. It's nice. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Next time we'll do something too. Yes. All right. I hope. Uh, how do you prepare for a match? we play home match we always go to they call it the mess and uh, we go we eat there and we at a meeting and uh, after that we go into the bus and drive to the stadium and prepare for the game so it's it's not very special I think I think just normal I have nothing special things or things what I do before a game not really just just normal we'll go to go to the to the mess and get into the bus and get ready for the game when we when we play away then we travel two days before and uh, we stay in a hotel I always take massage the day before and uh, on the day on the match day I take some rest and also go into the bus to the stadium so it's nothing nothing special I think just uh, normal things nice and then uh, last question, and then we'll answer some fans. Um, yes, let's go. Was becoming a pro like you dreamed it was as a kid? Yes, it was. It was. It, it, it is. Uh, yeah, when you're young and you, you see the on TV uh, uh, football, there's, there's only one thing, and uh, you want to do that. You want to play football. So. Uh, yeah, it's very nice. I'm so happy that I'm uh, be a football player now. 
Amazing. Yes. All right. Let me find some fan questions. Yes. Uh, and guys, if you if you want to ask new questions, let us know in the comments. I know the perceived fans are going crazy right now. All right, first question. Uh, if you could pick someone on your team, who would it be, Messi or Ronaldo? Um, I think it's I think it's Beckham. Beckham is a small Messi. Legend. Small Messi from Indonesia. For sure. Legend player. Now started his own team in Miami. Team. Ah, yeah. Not the yeah small Yusuf. Ah, okay. So young. The Indonesian yeah. backup. Uh, yes, exactly. Nice. nice. Uh, okay. Next one. Ajax or Perceive? <laughs> Perceive, of course. <laughs> uh, why did you come to Perceive, and why? I guess two wives. <laughs> Because it's an amazing country and uh, amazing club, big fans, and uh, they have they have Boboto. I heard a lot of things about Boboto, and uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's uh, it's a nice city. Um, everything is good. So for me, it's uh, great. Amazing. And then uh, yes. next one, what's your favorite Indonesian food? Bendang. Bendang. <laughs> Bendang. And what is yeah. that? I don't know exactly, but it's amazing. It's great. There are, there are guys in my team, they, uh, his mother has her own company, indeed. She sells uh, Rendang. And nice. Lumpias, of course, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, she, she made Rendang and he sent me a. Uh, Brand on last week, so nice. I gotta try it sometime. Sorry, I gotta try it sometime. Yes, you have to when you are here. Yeah, and uh, you have to try for sure. And then, uh, one more what was one of the most memorable highlights of your career? Uh, I don't have really special things, yeah. A lot of things. But I... No, not really. <laughs> um, or was there a memorable match that was crazy the first time? When I was 17, I played against uh, Ajax for the first time. Um, that was a very special moment. Uh, playing... Playing against Feyenoord was was amazing, of course. So the top Dutch it's... clubs. Sorry. The top Dutch clubs. Mhm. Full stadiums and amazing, amazing. All right, Nick. Thanks for talking, bro. It was a good talk. Yes. I'm sure the I fans enjoyed. There, I don't know if there are some questions from Bjorn or something or really. Yeah. I see some. Do you want to do you want to scroll through and see if there's any questions we we missed? I know there's a thousand questions, but 
see if you want to answer a few. I saw Ramon talking about Carnival or something. You know Carnival? Carnival? No, I'm not sure. No? It's great. What, Carnival in Holland or? <laughs> yes, of course, in Maastricht. Ah. I don't see any questions. You see any questions? A lot about Bobota. I think the fan group. Uh, yes, the fan group, yes. So, shout out to the Bobota, all the fans coming in. And yes. a lot of Indonesians, so I can't read, but if you can read. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> We need a translator. Yeah, I need it. I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> ah, bro. It. But all good. Okay, bro. Thanks, Nick, for yes. talking. It was a good talk. Thank you for inviting me. For sure. Stay safe. I hope all goes well. Enjoy the yes. time. And we'll see you soon Thank again. You. That was episode five of Pro Talk with Nick Kuypers and your host, Mo Ali. We are on all podcast platforms as well as YouTube and Instagram for weekly live podcast with professional football players from around the globe.